0: Hey everyone, not a lot of notes for this episode, Chain Reaction, but I do want to let everyone know that we'll be posting a link to Courtney's Bandcamp for her band in Masks on the show's website, thekeanusores.com. That'll be in the show notes for this episode. I also want to remind you that we do have a Patreon. Uh, It's patreon.com slash the Keanu if you can and do want to support the show that way that is very much appreciated but know that just being here listening sharing and supporting the show however you can is enough and we are very happy that you're here um, yeah so I hope that everyone's staying as safe and sane as they can in this weirdest of holiday seasons and I hope that this episode of the Keanu Sewers helps bring a little joy to the end of your year so uh, without further ado here's Chain Reaction with Jasmine and I and our friend Courtney. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Keanu Sewers, the podcast where we are breaking down the entire Keanu Reeves film archive and uh, telling you our thoughts on it, and ultimately deciding on whether or not that film is just another version of the Matrix that our intrepid hero, Neo, is caught inside of. I am your co-host, G. Brett Williams, but you can just call me Brett, and I am joined today by Jasmine. Jasmine, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, hi, I'm Jasmine. Um, I... I'm part of this podcast and I'm in Chicago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both of those things are true. Also yes. joining us today uh, is, is Jasmine's friend, Courtney. Courtney, do you want to introduce yourself and maybe give everyone your first uh, Keanu Reeves memory?
2: All right. Hi, Courtney here. Um, also in Chicago. Um, fun, uh, fun thing about me lately is I adopted a kitten oh. during... Uh, these COVID times, so that's been really great. Um, so it's just me and my me and me and the kitten hanging out.
0: What's the kitten's name? Is it Keanu related at all?
2: <laughs> I wonder if we could like find a way to connect it to Keanu. Um, she goes by Pippi. Pippi. Uh, oh, he's
0: in uh he's in the 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 something, the life of Pippa Lee. Uh that's close. No, Pippi Pippa, okay. that's close.
2: See? There we go. There we go. Synergy. We, I knew yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, you know, she goes by like baby face too, which I feel like Keanu also does. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, she's a big fan though, big fan of Keanu. Oh. So we watched the movie together. Um, I have some pictures of her laying across the keyboard while I attempted <laughs> to watch it. Um, Excellent. so, you know, we have fun.
0: <laughs> and what is, um, what is, is I'm so we know that her, her first Keanu memory would be Chain Reaction, which audience <laughs> yeah. the the movie we're doing today audience is Chain Reaction. Um, Courtney, what is your first Keanu memory? Do you remember when you started falling in love with our with our bow?
2: Well, I definitely started falling in love uh, with our bow um, in, in that moment on the bus with Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. and yes. he sees the camera, and he he kind of braces um, like the. Uh, you know, a, ha- a rail, a handrail in the bus, mm. and he's like pumping his arms yep. against it, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just the, the, like they're flexing, and you know, I I don't, I was like a young uh early teen when I saw that, and I'm like, what is this man? <laughs> um, I'd seen Keanu before, but he used to be skinny, and now there are these like muscles bulging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quickly followed that. Up by seeing his band Dogstar perform at the Park West. Wow! Uh, in the summer of '95, and we were like, "What side of the stage will Keanu be at?" Because that's where we're standing. This mm-hmm. is amazing.
0: Um, I think you might be the first person I've met who's actually seen Dogstar live.
2: Oh my gosh! So it. Yeah. What was that? Bought the t-shirt. Oh, my God. Do you Uh, still have it?
0: Do you still have the t-shirt? No. Oh, no. no. It would
2: be great (laughs) if I did. It was just, like, black with, like, two white stripes down the side, if I remember correctly, or maybe three. Um, Not the most, like, visually appealing (laughs) t-shirt, but... You know, it's, it was Keanu. You were wearing it for Keanu. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't remember a, a ton of details about the show, except like getting there early and trying to decide where he would be and um, standing as close to the stage as possible and then just sort of watching him the whole time. And I'm, I'm sure I'd never even heard like Dogstar's music before, mm-hmm. we just we all went for Keanu.
0: Yeah, right? you know, I'm yeah. not entirely certain anyone has heard Dogstar's music at this point. Like, <laughs> everyone is just sort of mooning over Keanu and not has has no idea what Dogstar actually sounds like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've actually listened to Dogstar during work hours. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty up my alley. <laughs> Um, and then my partner is just like, what are you, what are you listening to? Why, why are you listening to this? And I was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Because Keanu.
1: Yeah. 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 So,
0: Mm -hmm. so that was the nineties. Um, Uh. this, uh, which was a good, which was a a very busy time for our boy. And, uh, speaking of the nineties, this film we're doing today, Chain Reaction came out in 1996. Jasmine, uh, tell the audience a little bit about Chain Reaction. What, what, who's in Chain Reaction? What is it about? And mm-hmm. uh, what is Keanu's role in this film?
1: Yes. So Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz are in it. Um, I actually didn't realize that they had been in a movie together prior to Constantine. So this was a very um, pleasant surprise. I forgot. Um, Yes, yeah, and she's yeah. also young, and this is her third movie, like, mm-hmm. ever. Um, but anyway, um, so Keanu plays an um, um, uh, re- undergrad student researcher named Eddie Kasalovic. Ka-
0: Kas- Kasalovic? Kasala- Kasalovic, yes. I think.
1: Yeah, something— I watched it yesterday.
0: I should remember how to pronounce No, <laughs> I know, they name. say
1: it multiple times. But so, uh, Kasalovic. And— um, Rachel Weiss plays Dr. Lily Sinclair. They are two um, researcher scientists who work at the University of Chicago on a hydrogen energy project um, that was led by this. Um, I guess you would call him a very optimistic, liberal. Um, like
0: the, the, the person that leads this program is like the sort of person today that would be giving TED Talks
1: yes yes, yeah. yes yes yeah he even has like those sweaters like those uh, Mr. Rogers sweaters yes. um, but yeah so their whole thing is that they found a clean energy source and so they want to get it out there they're um, like polishing up tweaking up the last um, really volatile elements of it and then the um, research facility that this project is going on explodes and Keanu and Rachel Weiss um, Eddie and Lily um, are immediately on the run because they're pinned for it um, they're being framed they need to run and so they go from Chicago to snowy wisconsin and then to virginia um and all of us they're all the while being chased by fbi agents um morgan freeman plays paul shannon who is this like benefactor of this research project but he's also kind of weirdly neutrally evil and then he works with an actual (laughs) evil uh capitalist uh, named lyman collier um it's a it's a interesting I mean honestly we all agree this movie slaps Um, (laughs) it's also extremely 90s in the best way possible Um, Keanu wears a ton of turtlenecks and flannels and I just I had to pause the movie multiple times because I was just like swooning over him and texting Courtney just (laughs) frantically like oh my god I can't Um, yeah Um, also something about this movie is that it makes zero sense but it's very enjoyable
0: (laughs) it's very enjoyable I want every single article of clothing in this film.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Every single one. <laughs> I mean, I'm already like, you know, there's that theory that like, we're all just sort of dressing like the kid we wish we were in high school. And yes. Like, yes. I encapsulate that a hundred percent. And the kid I wish I was in high school was like a cool nineties guy. Mm. Um, so definitely all of the clothing in this was like really, really great. Um, Jasmine mentioned that it, It it was it's stars a kind of a murderer's row. just absolutely incredible cast. Fred Ward, Mm -hmm. Kevin Dunn, Morgan Freeman, she mentioned Brian Cox plays Lyman Collier doing his his best bad southern accent. So
1: bad. So bad. (laughs) As a person
0: who grew up in the deep (laughs) south, uh, a bad southern accent is always a joy for me on screen. (laughs) Um, It is it is. Uh, sandwiched uh, comfortably in between uh, some very big Keanu films. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's right after he's done Speed, Johnny Mnemonic and A Walk in the Clouds. Mm -hmm. And right before he would go on to do some smaller films, Feeling Minnesota and The Last Time I Committed Suicide, uh, following that up with The Devil's Advocate and then on his way to The Matrix, which, of course, kind of formula or, or kind of f- cements that transformation uh into the the bona fide box office star that he's become mm-hmm. um yeah i jasmine initial thoughts uh yeah this movie <laughs> does slap courtney <laughs> had you seen chain reaction before you before coming into this this podcast today
2: you know I have seen it before but I really didn't remember it i'm I, you know i probably saw it sometime after it came out mm-hmm. um so, yeah, I was really going into it with like fresh, you know, fresh eyes.
0: <laughs> like, com- did you, had you completely forgotten what the movie was about or, or, or how it, like, kind of how it, because I think going into it, I thought, I remembered this as being like an action film, like a <laughs> 90s action film. And it's really, it's really more of like a, it's almost like a Three Days of the Condor sort of political thriller. Mm. Like, Weird, yeah.
2: <laughs> like not yeah.
0: not executed that well, but it's
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I when I was I was thinking about it, I'm like, is this what you would call like a soft action? You know, <laughs> like it's like there's no okay. I loved that there were no major car chases Mm -hmm. and you know there isn't like the gratuitous shooting and blood like it's it's really it was really easy for me to watch Mm -hmm. I wasn't made um, it didn't exhaust me in that way that like other you know heavier action films I can find draining Mm -hmm. um, because I'm just too sensitive so like this is a really great you know, kind of soft action film for like the faint of heart Mm. Um, who want to just like watch Keanu be like really competent. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I think that's, yeah,
0: that's a great description. And, And you're right. It does. He is like, just a very competent hero. So the, the 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 heroes in this film are. I think it's 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 this really interesting kind of dynamic where I in 2020 I I felt mm-hmm. I felt kind of the same way where it was it was nice to kind of sit down and watch a an action movie or a thriller that like where like the the heroes are all scientists mm-hmm. like the cops are all just sort of bumbling and ineffectual and just really tragically bad at their jobs <laughs> and then the villains are literally just like capitalists and like like career politicians who are like trying to turn like progress into profit mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ultimately do not succeed in doing so Mm-mm. like because of just like how plucky Keanu and <laughs> and Rachel Weiss's characters are like the, the you know it's these two scientists who just like literally with their brain I mean to your point about like there's not any real gunplay in it every time he picks up a gun it feels reluctant Mm. you know, it feels like, like it's uncomfortable in his hand and he's only doing it because he has no other choice in that moment to -hmm. protect the two of them, but to pick up that gun. But yeah, every time they have an opportunity to solve a problem with their minds, that's how they solve it. And that's Mm -hmm. really, that's like, that's really great. And it is like, it's soft action is like, a I I love the idea of (laughs) soft action as a genre. Um, I, I like, I feel like, if that's not a genre designation it needs to be now. Yes. <laughs> Jasmine, how did how did you feel about this? This was this your first time watching Chain Reaction or had you seen it before?
1: Um I had not seen it before. Um this was definitely cuz everything about this was a surprise to me. Um it being set in Chicago, mm-hmm. um it, it being set in winter. Um <laughs> it being um, just about scientists and researchers and clean energy even. Um it was It was, okay, so when I first saw it, um, and as I was, like, taking notes and just kind of paying attention, um, I was just like, this, for some reason, feels like a very different Kiana movie than the Kiana movies that I'm really familiar with. And I couldn't quite place my finger on it, but I think what you guys were talking about, about how... um, you know, reluctant um, um, picking up the gun. It's like, he's very competent in like a very research type way. I think I'm so in like the John Wick type of mindset Mm -hmm. that this was just so brand new to me. And so that made it even more enjoyable. Um, And also, I don't know, it was... um, I think so much of the 90s has such a nostalgic pull on me, um, even though my formula years were like later. um, But I'm just like, this is what I always imagined the 90s to be like, where it's just like full of optimism and like full of like wonder. And not everything has been shot down yet because of like politics or like climate and you know, 2020 or anything like that. And so it was uh, it was kind of like a hug almost. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's a great way to describe <laughs> it. I also felt that way. I, you know, I, I wrote down that like, you know, if you, you, we talked about what movies he's doing around this time and he's, you know, he's done point break, he's done speed. He mm-hmm. just did Johnny Mnemonic, which, which I actually wa- watched recently. Um, and, and that's kind of in all of those films, you kind of have this version of Keanu who's like um, he's kind of selfish, you know, in, in speed, he's starting to kind of get a conscience, but like Mm -hmm. in Point Break in Johnny Mnemonic especially, he's kind of selfish. He's a loose cannon. He's sort of like, just kind of like gaming a corrupt system to kind of Mm -hmm. get ahead for himself, Mm -hmm. um, but eventually has kind of values sort of thrust upon him because of things that are happening. Mm -hmm. But in Chain Reaction, um, he's just an inherently good person. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just a good person who's kind of been thrust into this corrupt system and he's fighting really hard against it. And Mm -hmm. I think that sort of speaks a lot more to kind of like what Keanu is becoming where he's, he's becoming this kind of more Zen, more calm, more soft action hero where he's, you know, with characters like Neo and even to J- John Wick to a certain extent who are like, I don't want to be a, I don't, I, I am an unwilling participant, but I am, I have such strong values that mm. when presented with injustice, I am going to do everything I can to try to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why you, you're feeling some difference here, because like it's like this this version of of Keanu in this film, I think, is a lot more similar to to a Neo or, uh, you know, the, than than the the Keanu and Johnny Mnemonic or the Keanu in Point Break. And mm-hmm. I know, Courtney, you mentioned, too, that just like he just kind of feels like like, a good person to you, right? Like, th- this character feels just sort of like he's he's kind of a gentleman. He, he, yeah. he just sort of has all of these opportunities to be a scumbag and takes none of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that, you know, there's the suggestion of a romance, mm-hmm. but really it's like her, you know, he... He's a much, he has a much larger body than um, Rachel does. And so they're running and he's grabbing her hand and like, Keep keeping, helping her keep up with him, mm-hmm. you know, like they're holding hands a lot and running, which at first I was like, really, does, <laughs> is that, is that going to make you faster? <laughs> like, would I hold hands and run in this moment? But then, you know, the more I was watching it, I was like, well, yeah, she's, she's a much smaller frame than he does. And there's a few moments there where he grabs her and he is like pulling her mm-hmm. with, and, you know, I, I was not sure about that at first, but then I like bought it. I re- I liked it, you know. Mm, yeah. And he's just helping her keep up with him because he is, you know. I mean those those thighs, like um, <laughs> um, yeah, he, yeah. You know, he he ran up the the Michigan Avenue Bridge yes. when it was oh, uh-huh. and and like he did that stunt. I read that that was like you know he largely did it. So yeah. he's he is a big guy in this film mm-hmm. in particular in this film he looks like a very big man yeah and
0: it's interesting just as for a little chicago joke for any chicago listeners i think all of us can agree that's the first time anyone's ever been saved by getting down to lower whacker
1: oh uh, yeah right yeah
0: <laughs> like, yeah just, um and you mentioned how big he is jasmine i think you found that like he he even put on weight for this is that
1: yeah like, i don't think it was um on purpose but um apparently he had gotten into a canadian hockey accident well no he, he was playing <laughs> Hockey in Canada, and then he got into an accident. um right. And so he was like kind of um, souped up on like painkillers, and he was like on bed rest <laughs> or whatever. And so he had gained a little bit of weight um, prior to filming Chain Reaction. And that was like something that was mentioned a lot, where it's just like Keanu um, had gained a lot of weight, and so he oh looks different. God. And I was just like, okay, first of all, him gaining a lot of weight. Honestly it looks like like just Chicago layers. Like it doesn't <laughs> it's not significant. He looks amazing. Yes, yeah, he yes, looks great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I- um but I don't know, like there's this one um, quote where he and Rachel Weiss, uh, he, uh, Eddie and Lily are on the like with frozen Wisconsin River and uh, Lake. Oh, my God. They're on Lake Geneva. And they're like whipping around on this um, <laughs> oh, like a, uh, ambulance or whatever. And yeah, she's like, just it's like, like a powerboat thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's athletes. very I'll
1: just like, does this exist? Um, yes. But like at one point, she's just like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that line encapsulates so much of his character and of just like the whole vibe of this movie. He's just, um, I don't call a lot of like people cinnamon rolls, but like Eddie Kaselovich is a cinnamon roll for sure. What what do you mean by a
0: cinnamon roll? What
1: is um, (laughs) Where it's just like, <laughs> just like very precious and like must oh, okay. protect at all costs yeah. um, is like can easily crumble if you don't like protect him. Um, but also it's <laughs> just like very adorable. Yeah. Yeah. He,
0: he's, he does. He is, he is. His adorable quotient is very high in this mm-hmm. film. And he mm-hmm. does. I think it's important, like regardless of why he put on that weight, it. It does help this character, I think, because it does help him to your to your point about Chicago layers. Like it does, it just helps him feel a little less like because at this point we've seen him in so much action already. To that mm-hmm. to the earlier point, Johnny Mnemonic, Speed, Point Break, like and and to Courtney's you know uh, extremely important uh, memory of those biceps, like. <laughs> In oh, speed, yeah. he is jacked. Yeah, like he's yes. jacked uh-huh. in speed, yeah. like more so uh-huh. than I feel like we. I think we've we kind of he he cuts kind of this like almost like gaunt vampiric figure now like since const like almost since neo but especially since constantine he's very mm-hmm. lithe and kind of athletic and like it doesn't yeah. he doesn't feel beefy anymore uh, and this he's is
1: kind of wiry than beefy yeah, yeah and this
0: is sort of like the last this is like the beefiest keanu that we've ever had and it's mm-hmm. it's you do you just kind of want to hug him and be like it's yeah. it's going to be okay you're living in this this uh this this nightmare of uh, of energy espionage that feels uh, <laughs> feels vaguely like The Fugitive. Jasmine, why does this movie feel so much like The Fugitive?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe because it's directed by the same man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. It is directed by a Chicagoan, Andrew Davis, who uh, prominently uh features Chicago in uh, more than one of his films, especially The Fugitive. And yeah, this so this film was, uh, it was directed by Andrew Davis, who who whose I, I think biggest claim to fame is probably The Fugitive, although he also directed Holes, which will now be the second time. What? That, yeah, this is the second time now that Holes has come up on the keanu source. As we briefly mentioned it during the discussion of Shia LaBeouf and Constantine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, so this is 3 years after The Fugitive and and it really feels like they kind of came to Andrew Davis with a script that was like hey we've got this um we we've we've got this script it's it feels like you could you could set it in Chicago it's like it it could very easily be like another fugitive because you bring that same sort of magic to mm-hmm. this and and I think that that uh, you know, he obviously does. I mean, like, in, in even right down to the music, a lot of this feels like The Fugitive. Um, but Jasmine, I know that you mentioned, um, you know, before we started recording, you you found out something interesting about this script. I think you guys have talked about yeah. it already. But like this script was, it went through its paces before we landed where we landed. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, what was interesting is that so when I was looking at the credits, um, so this is Okay, so the original script idea is from um, a screenwri- screenwriter named Josh Friedman, and he had a spec script called Dead Drop. And um, there's a lot of trivia out there, but apparently only one line remained from the original script and everything else was changed. <laughs> was
0: it I'm um, doing my
1: best? <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm, your, I'm your friend, Eddie which is kind oh, of God, a that's weird like, that's not line. a line
0: that's no like, yeah, that's in that's, that's in funny. 20 di- that's in every movie with a guy named Eddie
1: yeah yeah so <laughs> it's but like what's really interesting is that so fox snatched up the rights to Dead Drop for 1.2 million million, and that put Josh Friedman like on the map um uh-huh. but it, other than that line and other than the vague plot line of um, like researchers and like energy and everything um everything pretty much changed um but yeah, but it was just like really cool because it's something that Josh Friedman wrote right after um, not even getting his MFA, like right after um, going to school and everything. And right. then they made this as a Keanu feature film and i'll just like uh, damn
0: that dude awesome. ultimately wrote one line for 1.2 million dollars
1: yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah that's the Succeeded. equation <laughs> that's the mm-hmm. equation that we can co- that we can land on there um and that that's a you know that's a good time to talk kind of just a little bit more about this movie you know I, it does feel a lot like the fugitive uh visually and i think you know we talked a little bit before we started recording i personally mm-hmm. i think this movie looks fantastic yes I think that it's paced extremely well. I think that the, that it goes from like soft to loud when it needs to. Mm-hmm. I think the performances are good, but um, we've all sort of made this point. That I think that, you know, Jasmine, you mentioned it a minute ago that it doesn't make a lot of sense though. Like yeah. ultimately I think that like, there's this, there are these great actors and these great set pieces and this, this, smart director who who does a lot of really interesting stuff visually um, kind of sitting around this script that feels frankly like it has been rewritten a lot because it it kind
1: of nine times to be exact. Yeah. So like,
0: it's it's just to kind of surmise it like it's so like. (laughs) There's there's this technology. It's um, there. It's basically like I, you know, I think Keanu, actually, I, I pulled this really this great quote from him from uh, from a, an interview he gave at the time, and he described it as the North American lifestyle is a lot. The fossil fuels and industrialization of the earth is going to take its toll. And I guess we won't change until we have to when we're all coughing and dying. And it was like, damn. And like, (laughs) I think it's really cool that there's an action movie in 1996 that's trying to like make people realize that like this is real. Mm -hmm. And, And not only is it real, it's like, it's the next great power grab. Like if you can come up with some way to like, cleanly produce energy, governments are, are going to seize it. And that's ultimately kind of what's going on here. Like they're all working on this research project. Keanu is a machinist who sort of, uh, or I'm sorry, I keep calling him Keanu, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Eddie is a research assistant and a machinist who sort of figures out the right set of parameters to make this MacGuffin work. <laughs> and and uh, and it does. And then that triggers into action all of these like sort of like this espionage that you think like like you don't really know who who's responsible for it at first. And then it becomes increasingly clear mm-hmm. that it's Morgan Freeman's character is responsible mm-hmm. for it. And it, and it, and that brings me to like the cops, because I, did you guys notice that like like the FBI agents in this film, like. They sort of just like they just accept the first fact from every scene that they find Mm -hmm. and then like and then like go out of their way to. And to be fair, he does end up being the villain, but like they got to go out of their way to blame the black guy. And it's like and it always feels a little bit like. And it feels like it's rooted in, like, the two FBI agents just can't believe that this black man is so successful and has so many successful friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) Like... But the cops are very bad at their job. Um, Keanu and... They're just,
1: like, sketches. (laughs) Like, caricatures of what you would see on Criminal Minds or SVU. But, like, hammed up even more. Oh, actually, my friend Hayden, as he was watching um, this movie with me, he said that the entire vibe of, like, the cops and everything is super similar to Michael Scott's Threat Level Midnight, (laughs) where they're just, like, bumbling and it makes no sense and it's just, like, very dramatic stares at everyone. And that's it. Yeah.
2: They're there was this moment when they, uh, the, the two cops, one of which was played by Fred Ward. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're in, you know, Morgan Freeman's estate, which I guess at this point is in Virginia that I didn't realize that until later. Oh wait, the estate's Um, not in Chicago? No, the estate is not. I mean. (laughs) I wonder where
0: he found all that fucking land.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, although I I'm, I feel like they filmed that on the north side, but you know. Um, so yes, but Fred Fred Ward has this moment where his black hair is kind of like greasy and dangling in front of his forehead. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying something really dramatic. And I'm like, are we in a comedy now? Because like <laughs> this is like, he just he's like playing this. This is out of. Um, I just saw Fred Ward. Uh, we watched um, Big Business here recently, mm-hmm. and Fred Ward. Fred Ward is a very young, goofy guy in that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I was like, what movie am I in now? <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I felt like that would happen a lot, kind of as we shifted between the different. Um, spaces of these characters and sometimes we were in a drama and maybe we were in a romance and then maybe we were in like a hint of a comedy for a moment yeah and and it's yeah i
0: think that's great that i i felt that way too i felt like i i was watching you know jasmine's talking about this script i felt like i was watching a movie that was four or five different movies and there were moments where the movie i'm watching is a movie i absolutely love mm-hmm. and then there were moments where i am like completely checked out or lost. And, and, but I think it's interesting that, that Keanu performs so well in this because he is such a versatile actor that mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think yeah. there's a lot of actors that could sit down in a script that does Courtney, to your point, feel so erratic and, and kind of without a center, a central focus and pull it off this well, because he does, he does a great job. Like I'm invested in this movie from start to finish. I will admit that I have no idea what happens at the end. <laughs> but I was invested. I rewound the ending four times cuz I was desperate to understand it. Yeah. yeah. And I really just never entirely did. I think <laughs> I think that the good guys win. Um but I'm still not entirely it but it, this feels like one of those films kind of like like um like a clear and present danger or like a few good men where like Like, someone stands up and, like, makes a really strong, like, effort based on, like, what is the morally correct thing to do. Everyone deserves free energy. Mm -hmm. But you feel like the minute the film stops rolling this is like you did y'all did y'all did either of you have this feeling where like the minute that the closing credits happen like oh they're just like they're gonna like the next Morgan Freeman is just gonna step into this role and like ruin all of this for everyone like like, I never feel like anyone wins in movies like this
1: no I I honestly didn't know what that meant like so yes Morgan Freeman and uh Brian Cox like they didn't get what they were going after. But then does that mean that like the energy project is shelved or is it just not being ripped apart or is it just not being sold for profit? Like, I was just like, what is, what is happening? What does his final, final lines mean? Um, But yeah, also someone else will just step in and finish the job or continue.
2: But also didn't um, uh, Eddie at, at towards the end, send, the specs out to everyone <laughs> yes, yes, he, you know so like he sent them to the to oh the i thought he just saying, sent it to the fbi he sent it to everyone I,
0: well so so there are two I, things happen so <laughs> the scientist at the, the, so this, is, this is amazing i'm trying to pull i'm trying to pull the scientist uh the ted talk scientist who runs the program who gets yeah. killed by so morgan freeman and brian cox have a have have a collaboration they both sort of work in this like deep state sort of energy cabal that like mm-hmm. is, is is functioning with the 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 funding of the united states government but the united states government doesn't know what they're doing it's like a don't yeah. ask don't tell situation mm-hmm. and then like they are like essentially like the way that like g that like gm tried to like kill the electric car they're like now that this, now that we have perfected this technology, we need to sit on it and like commodify it and capitalize it. Mm-hmm. And the way that they are doing that is by staging this, like what is essentially a terrorist attack mm-hmm. on. And, and because Eddie is such a good guy, this good guy, Eddie has got to walk <laughs> the girl home because she got too drunk at the party. He's got to walk. He's got to walk Dr. Lily home. And because he has to do that, he has to come back and get his motorcycle, which he's left at the at the laboratory. Mm-hmm. And because he comes back to the laboratory to get his bike, he stumbles upon these people staging this fake terrorism. And and uh, and and obviously the the everything, you know, snowballs from there. No pun intended. It is a very cold <laughs> film. Um, but so what's happening at the be- like what's happening at the beginning is. The TED Talk scientist uh, is attempting—I think he actually uploads the—Dr. Alistair Barkley, that's his name.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: I think that he uploads the information to the internet, Mm -hmm. like, before he's killed.
1: Yes, yes. I Mm -hmm. think
0: that he manages to achieve that goal. And then Eddie, at the end, to Courtney's point, sends that information— to the FBI. And we know uh-huh. that he's sending it to the FBI because on screen there is the world's oldest inter- email interface. <laughs> and it yes. says something to the extent I should have screen it, but it says something to the extent of like agents at FBI dot United <laughs> yeah. States or something like that. It's like yeah. not a remotely a real email address. No,
1: it's it, very mission impossible. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> what is, who are they sending it to? So,
0: yeah. so yes, I think the film at least is trying to say that like, Like this information is out there. And because the information is out there on the Internet, everyone will believe it and everyone will share it Mm -hmm. and everyone (laughs) will use it to the best of their ability, which is, as we all know, in 2020, exactly how the Internet works.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh
2: Uh Uh-huh. Exactly
0: how the Internet works. (laughs) Um, So I think that's like. Speaking of that and like speaking of like just kind of did did you guys like how did you feel? um, I'm 40 years old. I, you know, I I feel like we're all kind of in the same. We're within a decade of one another, I'm guessing, based Mm -hmm. on our love of Keanu. Um, How did you feel looking at the technology in this film? And because there's there's a lot of technology that feels like it isn't even real there's some pseudosciencey stuff going on there's there's real old email which i found like when they talk about the internet they talk about the internet the way that like people in the 90s did as this like monolithic kind of like library of alexandria that you can just like
1: do anything <laughs> with um how did you yeah, you can hear them capitalizing the word like it's <laughs> yeah, internet
0: 100 <laughs> <yeah, 100%. laughs> yeah. percent how did you feel yep. courtney how did you feel with like uh, revisiting the technology here.
2: Oh, I mean, I loved it. You know, there's uh, people get faxes. faxes yes, That's home.
0: Big part of this. You know,
2: mm-hmm. uh, wait, hold on. I'm getting a fax while we're talking.
0: There's um, a, at one point a person says, "Make sure that fax machine doesn't run out of paper." <laughs>
2: Right? Right? right. Um, Which is a sentence no then, one would
0: ever say anymore. And to, oh, like that's gosh. a sentence that is gone. It's gone. No yes. I, yes. I want
2: to like bring that sentence back. You know? <laughs> I think we should.
0: I think we should bring mm-hmm. it back in with like no context whatsoever.
2: Yes. <laughs> just, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I like that.
0: Did you um, did you pick up milk at the grocery store? Make sure that fax machine doesn't run out of paper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, and at the end, but what we just discussed with Eddie's sending all the files to the FBI. He like picks up a telephone and hits a few buttons. (laughs) And then all of a sudden he controls everything across the whole (laughs) Mm -hmm. facilities. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that is like, that's some, you know, intense technology there.
0: I (laughs) think that's a good point to talk about. Just like kind of the scientists in this film and how they are as, as often in Hollywood Uh, as often in Hollywood films, scientists uh, are. They're just, like, really, like, just reckless about science. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at one point, to to that point, like, yeah, Eddie is just, like, he just types a few numbers in, and then, like, the entire machine shuts down, and there are, like, apparently zero fail-safes
1: Yes. To, yeah, they're
0: right. like, Morgan uh-huh. Freeman's like, just turn the damn thing off. And they're like, oh, we can't do that now. He's already yeah. pushed all these buttons. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's like this tiny arc about like this disgruntled uh, scientist who like never gets his due. And then he tries to take credit for like Eddie um, putting together this mock up or whatever. And then he's just like, yeah, I did it. And then of course, when Eddie shuts down everything, he's like, I can't make it. I don't know it. how to I do this. To this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was just like, yeah. good God. Yeah. And it's,
0: I thought it was funny too. Like uh, like it's, um you know, one of the things like I mentioned Prometheus for a moment, but like one of the things <laughs> that, that bugged me so much when I saw Prometheus is like everyone lands on this alien planet and then walks off the ship without wearing any kind of protective gear at all. And, yeah, right. and, mm-hmm. and like right. I felt that same way about Dr. Shed and Morgan Freeman's character every time (laughs) he walks into a facility because he is carrying a lit fucking cigar. Yes, right. Around like like, like hydrogen. There's literally at one point he's holding a cigar while he opens (laughs) a door that says, no smoking open <laughs> flames yeah, like it's like yeah. I'm like what kind of scientists are these and I just love it when an actor is like I'm gonna give my character a thing mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. gonna and I'm, and, and that's gonna be his thing and he's gonna do it in every scene and it's like even when he shouldn't be like logically right. doing it in every scene <laughs> um, the other amazing thing that a character the other amazing actor choice is that Brian Cox decided that his character just is always eating Swedish fish <laughs>
1: did either of you notice that I never noticed that what there's like a
0: couple of scenes where he's like he's like he's like having these moments with Morgan Freeman's character and he's just like popping Swedish fish into his
1: mouth oh my and god I'm like, so sad I didn't pick that up and that's like that's a
0: choice Brian Cox yes. made a choice he made that choice yeah. He's was like what if my character just had Swedish fish around all the time it's like yeah sure I know you're a royal Shakespearean actor you do whatever you want like yeah. thanks for being in our weird movie <laughs>
1: um but on that note because i wanted to um talk a little bit just about how i don't know like there's so much random things about this movie that makes it so chicago but Mm -hmm. unlike all these like actor choices that they made sure to like keep consistent throughout like okay first of all a young michael shannon who is like chicago Mm -hmm. in actor form is in this movie and it's (laughs) not set his scene is not set in Chicago, and I feel like Courtney, you have some thoughts about oh why not? Oh well, yeah, I saw him, and I'm like, oh my
2: gosh, that look at that little baby. <laughs> yes. He's he's driving the flower delivery <laughs> up on the north side, of course. And then I'm like, wait, where? This is Virginia. When yeah. did we get to Virginia? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I know he's not out in Virginia. <laughs> no um, he never leaves <laughs> old town ale house like yeah, where he, he is cool. at all times uh, <laughs> <a> side note <laughs> I saw him on a train at Ravinia coming back from a Ravinia concert last summer when we <gasps> could still go out Oh my god! are you serious And he, yeah he was like just right across from me and we bought the same t-shirt <gasps> the same band's t-shirt oh my wait, god what was the band uh, it was this the ste- Steely Dan. Oh God! So we both bought the same Steely Dan T-shirt, and I was like, "Do I know this guy?" And I was, like, <laughs> staring at him for a while, and I was going to be like, "Do I know you?" And then I'm like, "Oh my God, that's that's an actor. That's why I think I know."
0: him. Anyway, sidebar: What's your favorite sidebar. Steely Dan sh- uh, uh, song? Oh. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Essential Uh, to our Keanu Reeves podcast is
2: Courtney's favorite Steely Dan song. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, Keanu is probably a fan
0: (laughs) Oh, I would assume so. What do you think Keanu's <laughs> favorite Steely dance
2: <did? laughs> That's the question. Yes. That's the question. Um, we ha- we'll have to
0: ask him at certain at some yes. point. The point of this show is obviously to get Keanu uh, on to meet Keanu at some
1: point. Oh yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Well,
2: <laughs> something else that I really liked is that in in my experience in this movie. Keanu Reeves plays an undergraduate student, and we learn that he was in a previous lab before that, like, blew up somehow. And I like, and and we also know he's a machinist, which is like a trade. Um, So I'm not, you know, I mean, I don't know how long he's been at you know, learning the, the trade of that. Mm-hmm. So so in my mind, the backstory for him is like, he was in school, he's really brilliant, but he doesn't like play by the rules and he's good with his hands. And then maybe he was doing this trade for a while and then he came back and he's like an older undergraduate student. Because mm-hmm. he's also like 31 right. when today. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm just like, I really like that he's like this older undergraduate student and he's working with all these other, you know, maybe they had like more success successful, Mm -hmm. or just just more traditional um, college, you know, paths Mm -hmm. to get them their PhDs really quickly. But Keanu's just been like, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie's been like (laughs) living life, you know? And he's like this machinist. And now he's at the University of Chicago being an undergrad. And I just, I really like that for his character. You know, (laughs) it it makes me like this character more because he just didn't follow like the traditional path. You know, Mm -hmm. he's just like an interesting you know, smart guy. Well, and, yeah. And
0: he believes in the fundamental like truth that like people deserve to be treated like human beings,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like in the final like showdown, which the show, that's, that's the other thing to your point about soft action. The showdown of this film is like, he sends an email. <laughs> yeah. And then the bad guys are, like, caught. like It's like, like, and then the cops show up and are like, we were sure wrong about you, kiddo. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like, yeah, you were wrong about literally everything. The only thing you were right about is that the black man was the villain, but you didn't think he was the villain because you had any evidence. You just thought he was the villain because he's black. Yes. Like, you guys are just shitty. You're cops and you're crappy at your jobs. But, like, yeah, there's a point at the end where, like, he's, like, you know, like... Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's character, Shannon, is 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 telling Eddie, like, you know, we've we've got to dole this out a little bit at a time. You know, people aren't ready for it. We got to we got to mm-hmm. control the flow. You know, and 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 Eddie's just like, I think people are ready for something different.
1: Mm-hmm. I think people yeah.
0: are ready for this, and that's like Jasmine you mentioned earlier, just like that fundamental kind of like hopefulness of the mm-hmm. '90s. And I, I do yeah. think this movie does. Encapsulate that. I wrote that down too. That like, like it's it's like a thing I believed in strongly as a kid. That there was this mm-hmm. kind yeah. of like, that that things were getting better and that that yeah. they were going to continue along this arc. And I, I feel like this movie really believes or wants to believe that that's the case.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: And and our boy Eddie certainly believes it. I would yeah. I I would write a sequel to this movie. I'd love to see how Eddie yeah. feels about where the world went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the- i feel like in the sequel he would be playing the alistair uh Barclay character like oh, that would be him
0: <laughs> I, let, let's just make a movie that's just keanu giving ted talks about different subjects
1: oh yes in cozy <laughs> sweaters oh my god oh my, yes. god oh my god
0: oh my god oh my god so we had it on on a on a on a, uh, a bonus episode that uh will be released on our patreon eventually we talked about keanu's um We talked about Keanu's Squarespace ads and Courtney and one of those, he's sitting in front of a, a campfire. And I sort of ended the show by asking Jasmine and our friend Allison to imagine... Keanu coming home to them, uh, smelling like campfire smoke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of I broke. I had a moment. Yeah, it, it sort of broke all three of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. definitely. So, so Jasmine, how about you? Any last thoughts about Chain Reaction before we tell people how many woes we think it's worth?
1: Yeah, um, so I actually um, uh, wrote down when, like, the first fight scene that Keanu got in, like, how many minutes in. And then um, when because honestly, the reason why I really wanted to watch this movie was um, to see Keanu on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Um, So it took less than 15 minutes before we got to see Keanu on a motorcycle. And unfortunately, that was the only scene where he was on it. And I was like, no! This is (laughs) supposed to be him being on like badass. Um, And then, but uh, like in direct comparison, it was one hour in was the first fight scene that he was in. And I was like, this is an interesting change. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. so awesome. Like,
0: whether this script succeeds or not, like the fact that that's a choice they made, like that does feel, that feels to me like in that way, he feels a lot like, we've mentioned the fugitive, obviously I mentioned clearing mm-hmm. present danger earlier, but like in those sort of movies, it's like a man who's fighting because he's being pushed to a point where he has no other choice.
1: Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm.
0: does not want to do that. He fundamentally does not believe that that is the answer to his problems mm-hmm, and is mm-hmm. only going to do it out of a sense of protection and survival. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean that's I'm always gonna love that in a character whether it succeeds or not ultimately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and you mentioned that motorcycle and I'm saving the majority of my discussion of that motorcycle for a later segment oh, okay but yeah. we have to mention <laughs> we would be remiss if we didn't all have an opportunity to talk about the fact that he outruns a hydrogen bomb <laughs> <laughs> explosion on that Kawasaki. I believe it, Jasmine, is it a Kawasaki? Is that right? Did yes, okay. it is
1: a 1976 Kawasaki KZ-1000. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is. Well, yeah.
0: it's uh, it's apparently faster than the speed of light. <laughs> because he goes from ground zero of a hydrogen explosion to Full-on safety in a
1: manner of seconds. So. Yes, yes, yeah.
0: Now, this segment, Courtney, is, uh, we call, uh, we, we just, basically, it's just how many woes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be clear, these are, I tell every guest, that these are Keanu Reeves' woes. They are not Joey Lawrence' woes. These are dignified woes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care how many Joey Lawrence woes a movie is worth. Um, so, yeah, we, we ranked the film on um, on a on a level of one to five woes. And so far, everyone we've asked has fundamentally changed the ranking system. So if you have anything to add to the ranking system, go ahead and
1: tell us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: ultimately, Jasmine, can you tell her how right now how the ranking system works?
1: Yes. So we have two versions of them and we could and you honestly can choose which adventure you want. Um, so it's one out of five woes and you can either uh, rank it based on just like all films in general or because the like, Keanu Reeves podcast going over his oeuvre of uh, movies or that's redundant. But anyway, <laughs> but or you could just uh, rate it out of all his uh
0: out of all his, his movies. Moms. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. One to five. Honestly, or you could do both.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Our notes have both because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. never know which way someone's going to go. Yeah.
1: No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> so you're the guest and we want to ask you first, where uh, in whatever way feels comfortable to you, um, where on a scale of one to five woes would you rank Chain Reaction?
2: Well, you know. I haven't seen all of Keanu's films. We haven't either. But yeah, so it's just about, you know, the Keanu films that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I give this a solid four Mm -hmm. out of Keanu's films because I, you know, I am now like a true believer in the soft action. And (laughs) I think that this film needs to be re-reviewed as like a soft action film. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I
0: love that answer. I love that answer. Soft action. That's going to be the first Keanu Sewers t-shirt. It's just going to say soft action. Mm -hmm. No context. (laughs) Uh, Jasmine, that brings us to you. Where are you at on uh, the woe scale for uh, for? I almost a destination wedding. <laughs> it haunts me. Destination wedding haunts me. Uh yes, yes, for chain yeah. reaction, a much better Keanu film.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Um, it's like a 3, 3.5. So um, he's raw. He's not yet Neo, obviously. And he's definitely not John Wick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's uncomfortable in this like thriller action movie role. But I just love him so much in like Chicago men are another breed. Not like finance bros, but just like <laughs> Chicago men.
0: Wait, can and you can you explain what a finance bro is to <laughs> to the non-Chicagoans?
1: <laughs> yeah, so finance bros are um, a detriment to human society. No, I'm joking. Um, but they're mean. just yeah, <laughs> they're um the they're they work in um finance finance they work in like either. I don't know, something to do with money. I have no idea. But, like, um, they're, they litter all of the dating apps, and they're all, like, buck boys, and they're all just about getting, you know, day drunk and being in the playpen on, like, the water and um, going to, like, crazy speakeasies, but being really boring and, like, nothing that interesting about them except for the fact that they... Have money and weird kinks and are just very. <laughs> the kinks. That's,
0: um, yeah. Something you find out, I guess, on the dating apps uh, with yeah. finance. Bros. Unfortunately, I do like yeah. that this this seems to be the 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 episode of the podcast where we have firmly cemented that we are a radical <laughs> left Keanu Reeves podcast. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. you're not here for that, uh, we're probably. There's probably a uh, uh, plenty of other places you can go discuss Keanu. Oh, yes. So yeah, Jasmine, yeah. you're at a three. Is that is yeah that what three you said? three
1: point five? Um, oh my there's God. just so One or the much other. about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, just because like the aesthetics of the movie, I love so much. It yeah. looks good, and it's like I love this version of Keanu. He's so soft and adorable. Um, but I just didn't really understand a lot of it, and that's why I'm like wavering in my score.
0: But yep. ultimately, if you saw Eddie Kosalevich on Bumble, you'd be like, fuck yes.
1: Okay,
2: yeah. you'd be like a five. <laughs> <laughs> You're like,
1: whoa. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, if I saw him on a dating app, I would Holy find everything God. about him and just park myself at the University of Chicago until he had no choice but to like fall over me. That would oh be my, my, my move. <laughs> so
0: Jasmine would say anything, Eddie Kasalovic, yes. to a yes. submission, yes. essentially.
1: Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so
0: that's, uh, so for me, <laughs> I think uh, I, this is this is a very adorable Keanu. I won't lie. I my mm-hmm. I'm a little bit. Un- I think my favorite. I think the Keanu I'm most attracted to, unfortunately, is The Replacements, which is the film that shall no! not, shall I not mean- be named. I, <laughs> yeah, love, yeah. I love that Keanu in that that dusky jacket and that ball oh, yeah, cap
2: that
0: yeah. hair. Peeking out of the ball cap, but Eddie Kasalevich mm. is a pretty sexy Keanu. Mm-hmm. Um, this may now, we may just now be ranking one to sc- like scale of one <laughs> to five. How sexy is this Keanu character? I um, mean, uh, that might that be, could be, we done. may have just invented a new segment. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um,
0: so. Uh. <laughs> On a, on my scale of uh, on the movie scale at least on the <laughs> as a as a as a piece of the key oeuvre, which is what I am officially calling Keanu's Walmart yes, guy yes, <laughs> um, we have discussed that there's a lot about this movie that doesn't work there's a lot about the script that doesn't work but I feel mm-hmm. like every other thing here does and and honestly like it's really it feels to me like an important transition where mm. he stops being that kind of like. Manic action hero where there's like, you know, it's like for a long time, he kind of felt like a pixie song in every performance where he was like quiet. And then he was very, very loud. And that's like, <laughs> you know, shooting the gun in the air and in, in point break or the, or the huge, mm. like the, the, I want the, you know, I want the cold Mexican beer, like, like um rant <laughs> and Johnny mnemonic. And mm. like, this is where he's kind of transitioning into like, a more purposeful, um, a more thoughtful hero and a more complex hero, which I think he will obviously grow into with Neo and then, and then explore in in even deeper ways with John Wick. Um, so I really loved this as a Keanu film. I think it's a 3.5 and I'm saying 3.5, because to me, like a four or above is going to be like, An exceptional movie like, you know, Mm. like we're going to have very few fives. Um, So three point five to me, this is really high. It's a sloppy mess of a script. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. damn, I love this movie. I Mm -hmm. really, really do. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as far as Eddie Kaselevich is concerned, this is probably a four and a half. Whoa, like sexy Keanu.
2: Yes. I'm gonna give yeah. him
0: I'm gonna give him a four and a half woes as far as sexy. Courtney, you're at a five woes uh, as far I'm, as I'm g i
2: mean that's a solid five. Okay. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a six. You know okay. I, I mean. So we've, now we've we've, <laughs> Whoa. we've... Whoa. <laughs> yeah uh, <he>, was there. yeah <laughs> The third
0: guest we've had has not only has has not necessarily broken the rating system; they've just created an entirely new system. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. I, approve. I approve. So this yeah. is this
0: is we're par for par for the course <laughs> at yes. this point. Yeah. Um, so that that uh, that's a that's a great place to get into our uh, um, the, into our next segment and. Uh, This is our third and final segment on the Keanu Sores. This is a segment that we like to call Does It Matrix? And we mentioned this at the top of the show, but essentially it's breaking down this film and then telling, uh, you know, just kind of making our points for whether we actually believe that this movie is just another version of the Matrix that the machines have kind of created to keep our boy Neo occupied so he doesn't break down the whole system. You know, Jazz, I always try to turn turn it over to you first because I tend to go off the reservation with uh, (laughs) with these. Um, What is what is your feeling? Does this movie Matrix? Let us know.
1: Kind of. Um, (laughs) And and the reason why I say kind of is because there are echoes to different Keanu movies in this film. Um, Constantine um, we didn't talk about it but there's a scene um, that directly parallels a scene in Constantine where um, Keanu Reeves' character is giving Rachel Weisz's character a full cloth bath weird um but like in it um and that exists as well in constantine um and there's it's like a very raw and desperate version of john wick with none of the you know efficiency or weariness or anything like that um it's like a variation of point break kind of um it's like a civilian version of speed and obviously like the turtlenecks of lake house (laughs) um but that's that's what it is. And it's it's more a remix of Keanu movies than it is a remix of Matrix universes. And so that's why it's a kind of, and now that I've thought about it, I think it's a testament to how confusing this movie is, <laughs> is that it just feels like a co- cobbled together of like different movies put together right, rather so than...
0: Matrix. It's just kind of a pastiche of different sort of Keanu's. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Rather than a
0: holistic version of the Matrix. That's fair. Um, Mm -hmm. I... (laughs) <laughs> as is an early hallmark of these episodes, I am pretty much convinced all of these are the matrix. Um, the, the whole premise of this show, if you, if, if this is the first episode you're listening to is I saw John wick on a plane and thought, this just feels like the matrix. And then I thought, I want to <laughs> talk to my friends about that. And so here we mm-hmm. are.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, you know, but another, Another moment in the uh, nascent stage of this podcast was watching Chain Reaction a couple of years ago and thinking, "Man, Keanu just doesn't age." Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And and looking back through his films and being like, "Oh wow, he really doesn't age." And <laughs> and then I was like, "Man, it's just all the Matrix, isn't it?" And um, but I do think that this film, this film is this film gets pretty close. I I I uh, I think the thing we mentioned earlier about the motorcycle definitely gets you into that space.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He is out running a, what is essentially a <laughs> nuclear bomb, like a hydrogen bomb on a motorcycle. And also beyond that, he's just preternaturally good at all machines. Like every uh, yeah. time he picks, he's a machinist. He's like a, an, a, a, an older grad student or an older undergrad student to Courtney's point. He's just kind of an everyman. <laughs> uh-huh. Um and but like every time he picks up a gun, every time he tries to fix anything, every time he touches uh, anything mechanical or technological, every time he drives a vehicle, hey, who knows how to? He drives an ice boat. Yes. Well, who knows <laughs> how to drive it? They're literally, the only people who know how to drive ice boats are people who take like five hundred hours of classes in ice boat. <laughs> yeah. It's like you yeah. can't drive an ice boat if you don't know how to do that. So like mm-hmm. all of that feels like. You know, very much like when you download information into your brain in The Matrix uh-huh. and you just immediately know how to do it. There's uh-huh. also, like, it does to your point about Constantine. It's like if we already determined on this show that Constantine yes. is definitely another version of The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and it's the same Trinity stand-in in mm-hmm. this movie mm-hmm. and in Constantine. It's Rachel Weisz in both. So... Uh-huh. It's like, and then you get into the science, and it's like the science in this movie is like, it's kinda science, but it's <laughs> kinda not. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that feels matrixy to me too, where like everything sort of looks technological, but is like grotesque or like malformed mm. or different and like even down to like the 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 thing he's building in his like work. His workspace where they show up, and and, like one of the FBI agents is just like, "Don't touch that because, like, yeah, I mean, why would you? It looks like a piece of alien technology. Like I don't know. i I and even like, you know, until it goes off the rails and we find out that Shannon is the villain, like he's got you know, Morpheus. Shannon has big Morpheus vibes to me. You know, there's a real Trinity Neo Morpheus kind of interplay going on between the three of those characters. So yeah, I'm a yes. I'm a yes on this. I think, (laughs) I think this matrix is, um, so Courtney, what we like to do is, uh, give the guest the ultimate say in, in Mm -hmm. whether this matrix is or not. So tell us your thoughts on, on if this is, is, or isn't a version of the matrix and, and ultimately let us know if you think, yes, Yes or no?
2: Um, yeah. Great question. Because, <laughs> I mean, I I was not thinking about that coming into this conversation. <laughs> um, and I really like this question. <laughs> and I'm going to agree with Brett here. I think it does, Matrix. Um, you know, Eddie gets into the cop car at one point and just, like, pulls up the info he needs. Yeah. And then in the next moment, what, he found a car and just materialized, you know, a car materialized and then he was in Virginia. Like yes. we don't,
0: yeah, they we get don't, to Virginia in like seven seconds. Yes. <laughs> and
2: there are also extremely subtle, but I went back and like documented them costume changes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He, you just don't notice them as much, as much because they're, he's not, you know, he's not as fancy as like John Wick or as like sleek as Neo. Mm-hmm. But um he's shifting his his plaid top and he's got a leather jacket on at first and then he doesn't have his leather jacket on and then he's got this other kind of bigger bomber coat on Mm -hmm. and then he's got this plaid coat on and then Mm -hmm. I think he turns it inside out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he like, Mm
1: -hmm. he has
2: some other, you know, the outfit of the workers on and, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, yes, I think that he's just moving through scenes and then shifting his appearance as as necessary, which is, uh, a very Neo kind of yes. move. Yeah. I mean, it fits, it fits that, you know, I still just don't know how he got from Chicago to Virginia, but <laughs> if we're in the matrix, then that
1: makes sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, there we go. That's it. The guest has the final say, Jasmine, I'm yeah. sorry,
1: <laughs> but this I is I mean, def- it was very convincing and compelling. <laughs> I have changed my mind as well. There you go. So, <laughs> that means we're,
0: so we like what we like to do in, in the, in the few times that we've done this, what we like to do is still for me on another podcast when we have three yeses we like to steal from reply all and say that we have a triple yes on does it matrix (laughs) um so that is does it matrix yes it does uh i promise we'll eventually get to some movies that probably don't but who knows um the uh keanu's done a lot of uh action and a lot of cyberpunk so there are quite a few that feel like other versions of the matrix um that is our show uh courtney thank you so much for being here do you have anything that you'd like to plug would you like to tell people where to find you online or never have anyone find you online ever um whatever you want to do tell us tell us about you and 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 what you want people to know
2: Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, thank you for having me. This was such a fun conversation and I just loved watching this movie Mm -hmm. and I'm like excited to follow along with the podcasts and just like, you know, keep watching Keanu films. Listen to you guys talk about it. It's all I watch now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I still have to see the most recent John Wick
0: so, oh, it's, you know, it's good. It's good.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Turn the volume down, though, because it's quite loud. It's, like, yeah, it's a in little your
0: face loud. It's <laughs> it's I'll say this. It's getting high on its own supply a little bit. So, like, it's, yeah, yes. yeah, it's a little. yes overwrought but it's I mean it's still fun it's John Wick it's still fun
1: and Halle Berry is gorgeous in it Uh, and a badass yeah there's there's Mm -hmm.
0: like 25 minutes of the film that are basically just a pilot for Halle Berry making her own John Wick movie Uh
1: yeah great, that shit
0: is bomb
2: Okay, so good Yeah, I'm excited about that yes Yes.
0: Um, anything anything Uh, else you want to plug or anything like that or
2: um you know well so I've I make some music. Yeah, Um, I haven't been doing it as much lately, Um, but funny enough, my uh, partner, my musical partner and I, we have a duo and we call ourselves In Masks and we named ourselves that uh 4 years ago yeah. so <laughs> here we are, here we are. Um, and we were making music that was appropriate for like the you know Trump Trump era of our times mm-hmm. um just a little dark and disconnected. And now here we're all in masks in a very dark and disconnected moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you can, you can find us, but uh, it's probably a lot harder to search out in masks music <laughs> yeah. these days. Are you, are you is uh, it on
0: Bandcamp or Spotify? Yes. Bandcamp? Yes. Okay. We
2: are on Bandcamp. Awesome. Yeah. We're on Bandcamp. Um, you know, you could find us on the various social media accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're hoping you know to. I'm hoping to like make some new music for the new mindset soon. Nice, yeah, um, that's great. But yeah, so you know if you want to engage in some like in masks music before we all ended up in this masked moment, <laughs> uh, find us.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's in in mask i n Masks just like spelled out phonetically. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
2: we're we're in in masks. Yeah. We're in masks. <laughs> All right. In masks
0: <laughs> on Bandcamp and 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 just in general, I will plug Bandcamp. Uh pay your artists, pay the artists that you're streaming, go support independent music, please. Uh mm-hmm. Bandcamp mm-hmm. is a is a great platform and, and I'm a fan. And uh so that's in masks on Bandcamp. That's where you can find Courtney's music and you should. Jasmine, you got anything to plug this week?
1: Um, not much, um, just random things on, oh, I mean, on Instagram, I try to do a, um, like a book sharing thing mm-hmm. and, uh, I got like two bites. Um, so I would love to do like a, continue that whole thread and it's like super fun where you put down your address and then someone else picks your name and they send you books. So hopefully by the end of oh. the holiday season, you get a bunch of books from like, um, randoms, um, that are vaguely connected to your actual networks and not like actual strangers knowing your address um so i can share that again on my um, instagram but you can find me anywhere at uh, blueberry jelly yeah
0: and as always, you can find my personal account, which is mostly radical leftist politics at G. Brett Williams. And if you want to talk about that, let's talk about it. If you just want to talk about Keanu, you can find the show at the Keanu sewers. That's extremely difficult to spell. I don't know what I've done to myself. <laughs> but if you combine the word connoisseur and Keanu, you'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I am, uh, I am G. Brett Williams. This is Jasmine. This is Courtney. Listen to N Masks. Uh, like and subscribe to the Keanu Source everywhere that you listen to podcasts and we will talk to you about Keanu again in the near future thanks everyone
2: Bye. bye